At Midway USA, we know the AR-15 is one of the most popular rifles in modern American history. Known for its modularity and widespread use, it's often considered essential to any gun collection. The essential things you need to run an AR-15 are usually always in stock during shortages, things like magazines and 5.56 ammo. Whether you're looking to buy a new AR-15 or buy parts for your modern sporting rifle, log on and for just about everything for the outdoors, shop MidwayUSA.com. Hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At Midway USA, we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Welcome back to the Paddle and Fin Podcast Network. We're brought to you by Pelican Built Tough. For all situations, go to pelican.com. Yak Gadget. For all your fine kayak fishing accessory needs, go to yakgadget.com. Eastport Marina on the beautiful shores of Dale Hollow Lake. For all your lodging, kayaking, and fishing needs, go to eastport.info. Now let's get this show started. Hey everybody, welcome back to The Reel Down on Paddle and Finn. Appreciate you tuning in here. Uh, yeah, good week. Starting to get a little bit warmer. Big girls starting to move up a little bit. A few of them at least. Getting getting a little close, starting to bite. So things are happening. Uh, tonight we got two guys from Queen City Kayak Bass Fishing coming on. Um, we have first place Mark Wilkins and third place Chris Goodwin. Uh, Ronnie Murphy in second, he couldn't be on. So let me go ahead and bring on the guys. Thank y'all for being on the show. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you for having us on. Yeah, man. Uh, I We've had a bunch of people from Queen City on, Vinny a few times. Yeah, biggest club in the country. It's kind of kind of hard <laughs> to ignore y'all, you know, whatever you have. I think this one had 146. Yeah. Yeah, yeah pretty crazy. Uh, four fish limit. I'll go ahead and go over the numbers here. But it was um, four fish limit, as always. They're the only club that does that, too, which I really wish mine did. Because it, it's like three, you want to do it for beginners. A lot of Alabama and Tennessee clubs do. And five can be tough for people. I'd rather it be five. But then four, four seems like a great number. I don't know why more people don't do that. Uh, always, as always, shout out to, you know, to Vinny for doing that. Um, but this is a tough event. Only 39 people had a limit. First place, Mark. You had 76 and a quarter, again, four fish limit, which that'd be okay for five fish. Uh, <laughs> Ronnie Ronnie Murphy had 72 and a half, and then Chris, you had 71 and a half. Mm -hmm. so, uh, so, yeah, we'll go ahead and start with Mark, the big winner, man. Tell everybody about yourself. Well, I'm Mark Wilkins. I'm from Franklin, North Carolina. Uh, I'm an executive chef by trade, and... Uh, I work most weekends, but I work at a trout country club up in Burnsville. So I'm off the whole winter and I'm off three days during the week. So I get to fish a lot. And I'm just around. I'm immersed in fishing all the time. And uh, my dad was a, a Coast Guard captain and I uh, grew up in Alaska or was born in Alaska, lived in Alaska, Miami, Boston, lived everywhere. There's was water and uh, pretty much fished my whole entire life. Very cool. What? Do y'all have like a certain kind of food that, that you're like your specialty or 
I'm like classical French cuisine, French seafood. I'm like an old school chef. Yeah. Cool. Very good. Uh, and Chris, how about you, man? Um, I'm uh, from Charlotte, North Carolina. Um, I've been fishing since 2018. Uh, I started fishing and kayak fishing pretty much at the same time. I actually had an, inf- uh, an inflatable kayak that it took me about a year before I decided that was just not going to happen. And actually, I had that in 2017. In 2018, I got one, um, a Hobie, and, uh, and jumped in. I talked to Vinny on the phone a couple times and said, you know what? I don't know what I'm doing. It's not really my thing for tournaments. And he kind of talked me into coming out. And, you know, the next thing you know, I was out there getting my butt whooped by people like John Ladd and everybody else that, you know, Saturday Mel and all those guys that had just been doing it for years. Um, I just listened and watched and put my head down and, you know, tried to learn a few things and every now and then come out and, and do pretty well. And what you're still on a Hobie now? Yeah, I'm, I'm in a 360 now, which I mean, was incredible for me in the wind uh on on saturday i don't know how i would have done it without it yeah mark how about you man what what are you paddling or pedaling or motoring I, y'all motor too right no we don't motor in this club um oh, okay. uh for my non-motor events i use my old school uh native slayer um uh propel i, I believe it's a 12.5 and then for my electric tournaments i use my um New Canoe Pursuit 13.5 with the XI3 setup. Okay, yeah. The old, old Brundle special, I guess. Yeah. Or Cody Milton. I mean, a lot of people run that. A setup. lot of people running that. Yeah. Out of Pursuit, too, is a great boat. Yeah, it's a great boat. All right, so, yeah, we'll go ahead and talk about the tournament. Um, well, Mark, we'll start with you. How did you, did you get to practice any? Oh, yeah, I always practice for these tournaments. I take these tournaments very seriously. They're so uh, big. I mean, it's a lot of money on the line, right? Uh, it's a lot of money on the line. It's not so much me for the money. Um, it's more for um, just being recognized in the club with a great group of fishermen. My, like what I consider like a, just a great group of guys. Like QCKBF is a family. And um, so, you know, I approach every tournament to win. Unfortunately, I, I'm off in the wintertime, so – I can't fish a whole entire season. I can't disappoint my clients. Um, so I go hard in the wintertime. Everybody knows this. I, I come out full effort, Airbnbs. We out Larry Wood. We're out here traveling. Brian BG, you know, we're out here doing it. I hate Seminole like you do. Went up there twice and sucked. After uh, Yeah. But uh, so I came in Thursday. Um uh, I got to the late. I got to my area about 11 o'clock. Um, I, I, I'm, I've been forecast the weather ahead of time. I knew it was going to be windy in my area. It was kind of windy everywhere. But uh, went to my area. It was like a miracle practice. Never had a practice like this in my, my entire life. Um, I rolled up to my first spot and caught like a 19 inch. Caught like a, I, I, spot, I marked bait. I threw an underspin around, caught like um, a 19 inch spot and then a 16 inch. This is all documented on my YouTube channel. And then uh, I went to my secondary spot and, uh, you know, caught a 16 incher, saw a lot of fish. Um, the wind kicked up like miserably. So I went back. So Friday morning comes, go back to my primary spot. The wind had changed. The, 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 my starting spot is wind and current related kind of a deal. The wind was going the other way. So uh, they weren't there. But when I went out to my secondary spot, they were there in spades and uh, they were giants and uh, they were laying up big old banana arcs on the graph just like dong like when you see you know when you see you know when you lay down and you see just like a donkey laying down there i was just i was seeing five six seven eight of those down there 
took a few casts, caught a 19-inch. I actually caught two 9-inchers. I uh, vacated the area. I tried to find a largemouth bite. Um, couldn't couldn't find anything. Basically, the wind kicked up miserably, went home. So Friday night comes the night before the tournament. You know, you're all nervous. I was like, I'm on fish. Like, I know I'm on, like, I even told, like, I told my mom I'm on fish. Like, I, I was like, I'm on fish. And it's I serious whenever you call your mom. Yeah, I just didn't want to, you know, I, I knew what I had there. I just didn't want to screw it up. And you never know in a tournament. It could have been like, you know, 50 bass boats sitting there, or, you know, mm. 500 kayakers. And like, like the whole, the whole thing is like running through my mind the whole entire time. So oh. uh, tournament day comes. Um, oh, wait, well, well, we'll talk about that here in a second. Okay. All I, right. I, oh, Norman, I've never been there. How are you deciding? Is it like 50-50 split large mouth spots or is it? No, it's primarily, it's primarily a spot lake, yeah. but the large mouse there, when you do find one, they are generally like a really good one, you know, really fresh, good looking fish. And, um, I, the spot, the large mouth are like kind of making a comeback. I mean, Lake Norman is, uh, like a lot of the local fish, like a lot of people complain about it, but dude, there are some giant fish in that place. And, um, uh, you know, they're just heavily pressured. It just, you just gotta know how to find them. I love spots, so I, that that'd be okay with me. Oh, they have such spirit, such energy. I I love those fish. That's right. My 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 uh, Episcopalian buddy said my daddy said they got the devil in them. That's why they got red eyes. They do. They have the Bobby devil in them. That's for sure. Yeah, well, Bobby Boucher. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, my old fishing partner at Montevilla. Chris, how about you, man? You get to practice in there? Yeah, I'm local. So um, I was going about, you know, about once a weekend, I was going out there. Um, I fished a boat tournament out there in the fall. Uh, actually, with second place, Ronnie, um, he and I fish in a boat together, and then we're teammates for the Queen City stuff. And okay. third in a, in a boat tournament out there, I had him figured out pretty good. And um, that bite that we figured out kind of died. Um, and I've spent the entire, you know, last few months trying to figure out what to do. And I went somewhere where I just figured I could get a limit. I, this is kind of the same thing that happened last year. I didn't have a real good practice. Um, and the conditions just set up good for me. Uh, I'm typically a power fisherman. I do more, you know, cranking and stuff like that. And it just set up good where I covered, you know, an incredible amount of water and was able to come across four decent ones. I know we, we had, uh, we had storms come through on, I guess it was Friday. Did y'all didn't get any of that? Or Thursday we had storms. You figure they would have been there like on Friday. Yeah, y'all didn't get there. But it didn't really rain a whole lot. Okay. It only yeah. rained for about two hours, but yeah. hard. It really wasn't a lot in that area for that area. Gotcha. All right. The lake's been really clear this year too. Probably the clearest I've ever seen it since I've been here. I mean. Wow. Uh, Usually the south end of the lake is a little more clear than the mid and the upper. And yeah. when I checked the mid lake and the upper lake, it looked like what the south end usually looks like. Um, and the south end was twice as clear as it normally is. So um, just the entire lake was incredibly clear, which makes it tough, um, except for when the wind blows. <laughs> so. Yeah. Well, I wish we would add some clear water here this weekend. It's, it was ugly here in Alabama. Uh, all right. So, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about your tournament day. Chris, we'll, we'll start with you, man. Um, yeah, I, I kind of just had a milk run that I was going to hit. You know, I, I didn't have a lot of confidence in any one spot. I just had probably, I don't know, 12 to 15 little, little spot areas that I knew I could probably hit as long as I really just kicked it into high gear. And I actually started cramping a couple hours into the day, which is a little odd for me, but I was cramping pretty much the whole time, but I just Ooh. kept water and making as many casts as I could. And, uh, you know, I came across enough fish where, 
it gave me a decent limit. And I actually went back to a spot later in the day and caught a fish um, and got to pick the, I took four pictures of them real quick. And the first picture I took was at 3:59, So it was legal. The other three were at four o'clock. So they were no good, but luckily the first one gave me my half inch call on my way back to the ramp. I take a couple casts and I caught an 18, which would have given me an inch and a quarter call. Um, but it was too late. And that would have been enough for a second, but you know, it is what it is. I just was like, well, I'm going to make some casts, but it was just ridiculous. The weather, I actually saw somebody flip out in the middle. Oh, really? Ooh. Yeah. Dang. How, how bad was it? How bad were the winds? I've never been out on Norman that bad. I mean, the I'm in a Hobie PA 14, which usually is nothing in bad weather. And it was crashing over the bow. My bow was submerged underneath waves multiple times. Um, wow. it, it was bad. It was pretty bad. And I saw, I saw the guy flip and, uh, the guy he was with couldn't get to him to help him. And I couldn't get over there to help him either the direction of the wind. So I had to call Vinny and say, Hey, there's somebody that's flipped in the middle of the water and they called the coast guard. Uh, luckily he got pushed ashore and a homeowner found him. But I think they said there were six people in all in all that flipped. Most of them were like at the ramp though. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Midway USA brand product designers have one straightforward goal. Develop high-quality, technically sound products and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com Well, I hope everybody's all right. Uh, Mark, how about you, man? Well, um... My my area wasn't really affected by the wind terribly. I mean, we had straight line winds through there, but uh, the the surface area was so was not, you know, was kind of small, so it didn't generate that uh, chop, you know. So, but uh, just got up, you know, launched, got ready to roll, cranked out to my spot. Um, was about a mile, about a mile and a quarter down there. Uh, surprisingly, uh, there was a couple kayaks, some younger dudes. They were you know, pedaling faster than me. So, but they, uh, they went on to a different, different area and I set up on my spot. I sat there and just looked at donkeys on the graph, just down there, just like, they were just, it was, it was, it was just unbelievable. It's like, you see bait and then you see, you see your 14, 15 inches, and then you just see the tubs down. Literally, you can see, you can see this on the video, literally my first cast, uh, 19 and a half, uh, spotted bass, um, second cast, uh, nine, uh, 18 and a half, third cast, 18 and, uh, about the seventh cast, um, a 20 and a quarter spot. And, wow. uh, and then just weeded through like 16, 17 inches, just looking. And then, uh, a pontoon boat rolled up and I don't know what this guy was doing, but he, there was like three guys on this giant pontoon boat, like a 30 footer. They were throwing cast nets. They were trying to fish for catfish. They were throwing a rigs. They were like driving circles around my boat. Um, um, I pretty much knew I had a, like a really good bag. 
stuck it out there for like another hour and um you know a bunch of bass boats came up they were live scope and they were doing their thing and it kind of dissipated the school um sun came up you know a lot of a lot of variables the wind kicked up so i just went down look for a largemouth bite i know chris was lurking anytime you see chris goodwin on the on the on the board up there near the top you know you've got to uh you know you have to be you know diligent of that so i i was and i tried to uh go around uh look for a largemouth bite and to no avail literally fish for like six seven seven hours or six hours i put it on the trailer like two hours early and went to the weigh-in and that was my when basically my turn it was it it was a miracle bag it was i want to say a miracle bag it was a really good bag it was like everything lined up for the situation that situation that i was fishing has to have current it has to have stain um if there's no current there's no st i mean there's a lot of things the angle of the cast there's a lot of um things with that area and uh i did i have history there i did really well in the hobie bos there that was there two years ago um and um, last year I couldn't fish it because we literally had a winter hurricane, which I believe Chris Goodwood won uh, with a giant bag. I don't I'm still to this day uh, amazes me, but um, but that's it. That's that's my uh, tournament. What what can you say? What kind of spot it was? Not like where it was or anything. Uh, you just watch the video. I mean, you can see it. It's a known spot, you know. Chris uh, Goodwin has warned me over the years about posting videos online about it, but I but I I already know. Uh, yeah, they're they're not gonna be there, but uh it's just a bridge area, you know. It's a bridge area, it's a unique situation. It's about I don't know, Chris, how far is that area like from Pinnacle? Like the because I, I I literally saw very few bass guys down there. Oh uh, well it's funny you say that. The uh, right now, I don't know, but I know um, right there in the late fall, early winter, all the big, you know, 15 to 20 pound bags, or most of them anyway, from what we were seeing, were coming from up in that area. And I don't know exactly where they were coming from, but they were coming mm -hmm. from not far from where you were. I'd say you were towards the top of the lake, Pinnacle's mid. So I don't know, it'd probably take you, depending on your boat, I don't know, maybe 10 minutes to get up there from Pinnacle. Oh, okay. Because so, I was wondering, I was like, well, I was wondering myself, I was like, is this like an hour away? Because I was really surprised that like the the bass guys didn't find it. I mean, they did like they knew about it. I knew they knew about it, but it was just weird not to see them like. Yeah, be, if, be, if we had a day with no wind, you probably would have seen more guys up there in, in bass boats. But the, the tournaments that were going on were high schoolers, and there's probably not that many high schoolers that were looking for that bite either. They were trying to fish the wind, which you know there was a good bite there, but mm -hmm. I don't know that anybody else in the club could have caught your fish that day. I mean, that that's your deal. We all know you're a specialist at that. And I don't know if anybody else could have legitimately caught your bag there. I think you had that to yourself, even if other people found it. I honestly feel the same way. And that's literally like the second time that's ever happened in my life. So. <laughs> well, what, uh, what, what, what's your YouTube channel, Mark? So that way people can go look at it. It's Northeast Georgia kayak fishing. Um, I live down here in Franklin, North Carolina, which is literally on the border of Northeast Georgia and Tennessee. So I I fished with the TVKA. I fished a couple of tournaments out there. The last one I got, the day got moved and I, I couldn't get my Airbnb another day. So I couldn't fish the chick one. And uh, congratulations on that Gunnersville um, with that win. And then coming coming hard, going hard with, with the uh, Rattletrap tournament. That was pretty impressive. But uh, 
If I wouldn't have had somebody else there, I I I could have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to deal with that, especially in a small area and stuff. Yeah. But uh, it is what it is. But yeah, I'm, I'm lucky to fish where I live. We have, uh, you know, high. We have, you know, no fish impressor. Uh, I live in an impoverished area. Um, um, like we get a lot of vacationers and stuff, you know. But there's just not a lot of money out here, so there's not a lot of big bass boats. There's just not a lot of pressure. We have just beautiful, gorgeous mountain lakes and uh, a lot of variety, and makes you a very versatile fisherman. I'm gonna come check out Franklin, Tennessee. It sounds like Franklin, North Carolina. North Carolina. I'm sorry. Yeah. 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 Isn't that in like that Hootie song, Franklin? I don't know. Hootie and a Blowfish probably never even conceived Franklin in their mind. <laughs> but he has that song, Wag- Wagon Wheel. Doesn't that say Franklin? <laughs> Franklin, that's Tennessee. Tennessee. Okay. Well, that's right. Yeah. 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 Not here. I don't know. <laughs> All right. So. All right, so I mean, is there is there any specific baits or any kind of any kind of juice y'all want to give out? Maybe uh, maybe something, maybe something that helped you that. I was doing what you're doing in the wintertime. Don't ask Chris. Chris doesn't give out juice. I I was throwing (laughs) red crankbait. I mean, that's that's what you're supposed to be doing this time of year. I just follow the rules. That's just what I do. Yeah. Uh, Okay, like a hair underspin, like a horse head underspin with hair on it. Yeah. Hey, y'all put a trailer on just the hair, huh? Just the hair, dude. That's the hair. Anytime 55 degrees and below, never sleep on the hair. What's the weight on that, Mark? Half ounce. Okay. So are you fishing it like a spoon? Like snapping it? I'm dragging that sucker like a snail. (laughs) Okay. So slow roll. Mm Mm-hmm. No, not slow roll, drag roll. Almost like you're Carolina rigging with a wow. air jig. Exactly. So why why that rather than like a regular jig? This old man stuff right here. It gets bigger bites. Just, I think that's where it was. Those fish are keying in on bait pretty hard. And I think that's probably why that's probably why he chose that. I'm, is that is that what you were thinking? The big ones are sitting down there feeding on just the byproduct, just the uh you know, deadfall of the other of what the what the uh, schooling fish are doing, looking for an easy easy meal. Huh. This thing just looks like a busted up shad dragging along the bottom, getting ready to get smacked, smoked. So the and ones up top are beating them up, and and they're just eating the the remnants down. Yeah, on and the that's you, that's you y'all. Everybody's heard that's nothing new. I mean, that's that's known. Okay, I don't think I knew that. <laughs> Oh, you did? Oh, gosh. No, I've, I've, I've never fed for... No, I, I can honestly say... You, gotta get never, out of, you, gotta, you have to get out of six feet of water. I've never, I've never fished... Yeah. Well, I, hey, I go deep. Do you have a spinning rod out there in Alabama? Do they have spinning rods? Dude, we got Smith Lake like an hour from my house. Okay. There is no clearer lake than Smith Lake. Anyway. I thought you guys were all like 65-pound braid, just yeah. like jack, jacking down, giant, big old monster worms crushing no. them out. Central North Alabama, we got everything from Coosa River, and that's got spots, same way, rocks, deep. And yeah, it's 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 probably pretty close to what y'all have, you know. It's it's a little it's a mixed bag of different things, but very diverse here. But yeah, I I can honestly say I've never fished for fish that are just feeding on the f- bait that the school and fish didn't get on bottom. I didn't that's know catch some big. Well, <laughs> I mean, I've heard fish on bottom, yeah. but yeah. Heard people saying that if you, if you start catching silver sides, 
to go go underneath of them, and a lot of times the bass will be underneath of them. Yeah, never. Heard I think the weather. I mean, these fish all have mud on their bellies too. Yeah. Okay. You know, okay. spotted bass and and, and uh, smallmouth bass. They really like to lay lay down in that mud mm -hmm. and it's cold. And I think just everything, just the stars aligned. I mean, I've gone there before, never seen that quality. I think it's like a pre-spawn situation. Every Chris can, Chris can probably attest to this. The big fish that were caught were just pre-spawn giants. I mean, just, I mean, Nick Huddleston's. Did you see a picture of that fish, Chris? That yeah, thing was yeah, like biggest. I thought it was, it was like, it looked like a seven pound largemouth bass. That's how big the thing was. I mean, it was just, um, I think it was just really. Wait, how, he said it was six and a half, right? Pardon me? Didn't he say it was six or six and a half? I don't it, I don't know. It looked like I don't know. It was the biggest I think it was like literally the biggest spot I've ever like seen on a board. It was twenty and a half inches and um I think that's how big was it twenty and a half? Is that how big it was? And uh he said the boater weighed it for him and the guy said it was like between six and six and a half. He thought the Nick said he thought it was closer to like five and a half. Um, that the guy's scale might have been off, but it was somewhere between five and six. It looked like. Yeah, it was huge. Yeah, it yeah. was world class. It was a world class spot of bass. For sure. Any spot over five is is, is a magnum yeah. for sure. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I've only caught. You know, I live by the Coosa River, and I've only caught five or six, five, five plus in my life. They're they're hard to catch. We've got big ones out here. Them, they're so hard to get in the boat whenever they're that yeah. big. My record is five eight six out here um, on Lake Burton. Uh, just a little tip on spotted bass, giant spotted bass. Just when you get them near the boat, I don't know if you back reel, back your drag off, but be ready for like a spastic run, you know, right before you get them in the boat. That's that's one of the one of the main things that gets people with spotted bass. That last dive, right? When that last go. dive. That last dive is brutal. Yeah. There you go. A little special little. white wire hooks or treble hooks or something. Mm -hmm. And I like using light wire. That's my when you when you fish deep, you don't you're not you're not there's no slack line, there's no jacking, it's just uh it's just straight, you know, it's just you know, reel down on them, lean into them. You want that little needly hook. It's very, very, very important for this. But, uh, you're, you're, you're talking you know, about you're talking about spinning gear. I mean it's for a half ounce, you're still throwing that on spinning gear. No, I was throwing that on a baitcaster, but only with 10-pound test Okay. and copolymer. Okay. Like a what, P-line? Yeah, the P-line copolymer. I like that. Cool. And what? with my spinning rigs, I use, a, you know, braid to fluoro. But, I, you know, you want to use a long leader in the wintertime, at least 20 feet. Okay. Chris, what 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 were you saying, man? Oh, I was saying I, I watched his video and that, yeah, you, you literally just see him reeling it in. And then he just pulls back. But I, the one thing I did notice was like the first couple cranks, you almost like double set the hook a couple times to, I don't know if you're doing that just to try to get some slack or if you were trying to make sure you drove it in, but it was like you had it and then you kind of hit them a couple times during while you were bringing them in. Was that just to make sure the hook was in or what? Knowing that I had the, the uh, with that particular setup, the 12 pound test copolymer, which is, you know, like a, 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 uh, you know, a traditional line with a with a fluorocarbon coat. I just wanted to make sure I just got the hook in there. You know, yeah, I just wanted to make sure a little bit, a little bit more. A stuff. lot of times, the hook comes out in the net. You know, I mean, uh, in the, in this particular 
one has a little because it is a half an ounce it has a little uh beefier hook and i just wanted to get it in there okay the old double hook set i, I like it it's a, it was more of a double spaz set crank 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 yeah crank, that's what I was gonna say. you weren't like hauling off on him but you could tell you were no, trying to play no there's no the there's no there's no theatrics in a tournament it's just winching the drag is run all the way down it's just a just winching them in you know, and then clicking the drag when you need to, but it's no, it's not you know, any tournament fish. It's, it's um, usually pretty ugly getting them in the boat. Your fish must've been kind of cold. It didn't seem like they really fought that. It seemed like you got them in pretty quick and my fish were going nuts. Man. No, like, they, they were pretty back. strong. They're pretty strong. And we had, and there was some current, but they, they were, um, no, they were, they were, they were good. They were good. All right. Well, there you go. Well, uh, I I like it the the underspin hair jig. Mm -hmm. All right, it's a North Carolina special, I guess. All right. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean that's that's something you don't see very often. I mean, you see underspins, but you don't see you know a hair one form than I did. My I threw what everybody should have been throwing a red crankbait. <laughs> it's not mm -hmm. like I did anything special. You're I didn't have anything special to tell anybody. Uh, I think Chris won it last year. I think he won it last year with the red crankbait. Yep, yep. Oh, I was crank oh, last year too. In a hurricane with 38 degrees, like, or whatever, like one degree from freezing, like 33 degrees. The water was my, my right arm literally went numb and I went home. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can tell you this weekend, I threw the hell out of a red crankbait. And it, mm. uh, we were just too post-frontal for anything moving to work, but yeah. Mm. I tried the same thing. Didn't happen here, but all right. Well, man, uh, we, before we let you go, I mean, we've talked about all, if there's a, that we want to give you all a chance to shout out anybody that makes fishing easier for you. Uh, Chris, we'll, we'll start with you, man. Um, I'm going to go back and say, you know, I, I know uh, Mark, you know, smoked us in a native, but for me where I was, as far as the wind goes, that 360 technology was just incredible being able to position. I mean, I was constantly, changing my rudder position and changing the drive position to, to align myself to, you know, face into a big wave that came. So it didn't tip me sideways. And I don't know if I could ever go back to not having one. So for me, that's a big deal. Um, yeah. is that, that Hobie was a big deal. Other than that, I'd, um, you know, biz baits and true South make their local, uh, a local tackle, uh, company that makes some great stuff. I didn't use any of their stuff cause I was cranking, but, um, you know, as soon as that cranking bite gets done, that's what I have in my hand 24 seven. So that those would be the two big ones. I found some old, like 2013 true South. I think at the time they were the only ones selling trocar hooks and their jigs. Huh. I, was fishing, I was fishing for a college team and I, I was like, man, I, I, I was got, it was right after, you know, like a year or so whenever trocar really started getting yeah. like, or at least I figured them out. I was like, you probably never I, lost a fish on that jig. Yeah, at the time, Troll Crawl was the deal. So I, I, I bought a bunch of True South jigs. I found some the other day. So still in the package. Yeah. Cool. Might be working know. now. They, they don't make it with those choke cars in them anymore. Really? Yeah, they were. They were some serious jigs. I'm sure they still are. But There's yeah. a lot of fish that are happy they don't have the choke cars in there. <laughs> their eyes crossed. I don't know why more people don't don't use choke car hooks and uh, jigs. My issue that I've found with trocars is the it's easy to roll the tip. Um, I've had that happen a couple of times where you don't check it and you go to set the hook and, and the fish just comes off. You look at it and, you know, you maybe rolled it on a dock or something. And then 
it seems like they slice a big hole in their mouth too. If you jack them good, it doesn't always go straight in. It like cuts. And sometimes it makes it easier for them to shake it out. Those would be the only two things I can think of, but they're so sharp. You don't have to put much pressure to get them in there. I'm not man enough for a truck car. So I don't. <laughs> well, I, I don't have a strong set. So a super sharp book <laughs> that helps me. I, I don't know. Mark, how about you, man? Well, I'd like to thank uh, my sponsor and uh, he's a sponsor for the club. Um, Cold proof. It's great base layers. They make excellent thermal gear, like for, for anything outdoors. And, um, they just make great base layers. Um, there's a couple ways to get in touch. And the best way is shop Endra mills, I N D I R a mills.com. Uh, you go through there, they have great prices on their, on their, and great quality on their, um, on their base layers and the owner is a hardcore fisherman hardcore fisherman with the company has been in business for 108 years so uh, oh. uh yeah amazing um and uh, uh he's a client he's a great client so um just want to give him a shout out and my youtube channel northeast georgia kayak fishing um you can just say uh uh georgia lake kayak you can search georgia kayak bass fishing and i'll come up there so um just check check it out. Um, I fish like you know two hundred and something days a year, so you see a lot of videos. Um, they're not the polished videos, but they're more of a fishing vlog style. So just yeah. check it out. Cool. Yeah, I'm, I'll watch that video as soon as I go upstairs. But I appreciate y'all being on, and good luck with the rest of the season. And Mark, sounds like your season's winding down. And this upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. The 1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history. Designed by John Browning, the 1911 was the standard-issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. That's probably good for the. Well, I have uh, I have a uh, KBF Lake Mary. I've okay. got some Georgia bass stuff out here on Lake Lanier, and then we have uh, the QC KBF at uh, Sandy Cooper is going to be huge. And uh, the Hobie BOS is closed, but the QC KBF has a um, slots open. So if you guys want to want to uh, fish a tournament out there, um, check it out. QC KBF very very prominent on the uh, interwebs. Uh, search anything, and it'll come up. There you go. Be a, 
be a backup for the Hobie. Go there and if you get oh, that, yeah. Uh, yeah. Just have yeah. some fun and just just do it. Yeah, we what Mark, what'd you get? You had uh two thousand bucks for first place with all those anglers and everything in it, right? Yeah, but don't forget my fifty dollar native bonus bucks. Hey, you got that too. <laughs> for having a native. We plan on having well over 150, probably two to 250 people in the Queen City side. So if somebody can't make the Hobie, yeah. you can still get a real big check. Um, yeah. Queen City. I mean, I got third at this event. We had 146, and I got a thousand bucks for it. So yeah, Chris, Chris would know because he wins about 35,000 bucks a year every yeah, year. No, not quite, but it's uh, like an AOI like five years in a row. So. But Queen City has really good payouts. So even if somebody can't make the Hobie event, it's still worth the trip to go down there and fish with the dinosaurs and jump in the Queen City stuff. And, you know, you, you don't even need a top finish to get a real big check, especially with a field that big. So Vinny no. um, does a great job finding sponsors and everything and, and absolutely yeah. taking anglers. Vinny's yeah, yeah. probably one of the best tournament directors in the game, for sure. Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, we appreciate y'all being on, but, but you know, good luck the rest of the season and stay yeah. for too long. Well, I'm sure we'll have y'all again on for too long. I Thank you, Dan. Appreciate Thank it. You. Thanks, guys. See you. All right, we'll go ahead and talk about these other tournaments this weekend. Uh, first, we had Iron City Kayak Anglers on Lay Lake. I fished that one, 35 anglers, three fish limit. Uh, my fellow Kusa Kingfishers KFL team, uh, Lance Coley, he had 57 and a half. Luke Turner with 54 and three quarter. And Jacob Mott, old gang gang with 51 and a half. Him and Luke, part of that gang gang club. Uh, and I got 14th because I sucked. And Tin Cat, they were on, they had a honey hole radius event, 35 anglers, three fish limit. Drew Russell with 53 inches. Uh, Joby Berry in second with 52 and a quarter. Daniel Lyons in third with 52 inches. Yakabass were on Folsom Lake. That uh, is a two-day event. It was in kind of conjunction with the KBF out there. They had a hunter anglers, Chris Spencer, 169 inches, two-day event. Uh Geno Magno um, with 162 and Anthony Kernan Pinzalone, I think, with 162 inches. So great limits. And then KBF Folsom Lake, there was only three people in the pro series, but day one. For the regular side, trail side, they Chris Spencer. I mean, he that dude made some money this weekend. First with eighty three and a half. Uh, um, I can't pronounce his name. G J I O N G B O. If I tried, it would just be it'd be terrible. So I won't try. Zhang with fifty three and a quarter. Danny Miller in third with seventy nine and a half. Day two. Chris won that one as well, and he won the Pro Series, so he won Yakabass. He won Day 1 Trail Series, Day 2 Trail Series, and Pro Series. That uh, that, that was a good weekend right there. Uh, but Day 2, Chris had 85 and a half, so even a bigger bag on Day 2. Uh, Geno Magno with 83 and a half, and Damian Tell, uh, who has a great YouTube channel, by the way, had 81 inches. But that was it. There was a few other little ones, but uh, as always, you have to have 35 to make 30 or 35. Sometimes we do 30 if there's not a lot of clubs, but usually 35 is the deal, especially whenever a season gets going. There'll be so many. It's just hard to hard to talk about them. But if there's ever a club that you do want me or Jimmy, whenever he comes back, talk about, 
just shoot us a message. We're, we're happy to talk about your club. If, if you're really proud of how y'all did or something happened or whatever, just, or you just want to shout out something on the show, just let us know, message me, uh, Paddle and Finn or Jimmy, and, and we'll, you know, we'll try to talk back, get on there. We, we want to highlight people wherever we can. That's why we do this. It's not nothing for us. Just highlighting anglers and clubs and trails and, you know, about the sport and the, all the fishing and, kayak tournament fishing that we love so there you go hope everybody had a great week or is having a great week and has a great rest rest your week uh and jimmy will be back for too long so you won't have to deal with me for too much longer hopefully um yeah have a have a great week and weekend good luck this weekend everybody's tournaments and uh as always wear your pfds whenever you go out it's still cold in a lot of places so be careful out there Thanks for tuning in to another killer episode here on Paddle and Fin. Be sure to drop a five-star rating, a thumbs up, or smash that subscribe button on any platform you're listening in on. Be sure to check us out on Waypoint TV, waypointtv.com. Make sure you sign up for the Fantasy Kayak Fishing League at paddleandfin.com forward slash fantasy. You could support this show through Patreon, patreon.com forward slash paddleandfin. Don't forget to check out the website, paddleandfin.com. Catch us on YouTube. If you got a question, comment, or want to see a future guest on the show, be sure to email us at paddleandfin at gmail.com. Shout out to our show supporters, Yak Gadget. You can check out all the fine kayak accessories at yakgadget.com. Pelican Professional. For all your cases, coolers, and lighting needs, go to pelican.com. Rocktown Adventures, your Midwest premier paddle sports destination, go to rocktownadventures.com. Eastport Marina, the beautiful destination on Dale Hollow Lake. If you're looking for lodging, kayaks, kayak accessories, or anything fishing related on the beautiful Dale Hollow Lake, go to eastport.info. Jigmasters Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com and fill your tackle boxes today. You want to succeed. You want to fish. You want to be one of the greatest. Tune in to West Marine's Life on the Water, presented by Costa Custom Boats, every Saturday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. You'd think, with four of us spread out on a tiny island, that the task of tagging a whitetail would not be a big thing. But, as I've learned, no matter where I've been, whitetails can be damn tricky. Pursuing wild game in wild places. Tune in to Hunt Stand Presents Saturdays at 8.30 p.m. Eastern. Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.